Hello and welcome to the Amplifier Podcast, the show where the best in business discuss how you can grow your business best. I'm Wyatt McPherson, I produce this show, and this week our host Don Cooper is joined again by the creator of The Dream Architect and a longtime wealth advisor, Brian Sweet. Brian is on the show for his second of three episodes today discussing how dreaming bigger and smarter can help grow yourself and your business most effectively. This episode, they focus on what factors strong collaboration can play in achieving your dreams. Of course, everyone has dreams, so this is a fantastic conversation for any entrepreneur, so make sure you check out our other two episodes with Brian and ensure you subscribe so you never miss any in the future. But with all that said, I truly do hope that you enjoy this episode of the Amplifier Podcast. On the on the this idea of dreams and then keeping on the on the, the theme of of teams and helping them achieve their dreams. You were talking about uh, uh, an impact filter earlier, which is the what, not the how. Tell me about your use and thinking around around hows and whos and who, and more specifically, who not how and how you use that mindset to build strong teams, to attract strong teams, to, to do that. Cause I, you know, again, it's a, it's a big part of what I love and care about is building strong teams. And I think who not how has been instrumental for me over the last three years. How, how do you apply it? What, well, what is it? How do you apply it? Yeah, I would tell you that that concept has probably made the biggest effect on my life and career in the last 12 months of any concept. And there's a book out in the last six months or a year. Uh, it was written by Dr. Benjamin Hardy, but it's a Dan Sullivan concept called, you know, who versus how. And it's really pretty darn simple uh, in that it says, instead of you always trying to figure out how do I do this or how do I make this happen, it's really going out in the marketplace or the world and saying, who's the best at whatever I'm trying to accomplish for what I'm trying to accomplish and how can I collaborate with them or bring them into my business to utilize their skills. So one, it'll provide a heck of a lot less stress of your team trying to figure out from ground zero to doing something Two, once you implement it with somebody that's already the expert, you're using it much quicker. It's going to be done correctly and it'll be, much more productive and profitable to you from the get-go. And so literally all of our projects now that we do, the final question is who? So we used to always say how, now we have the who question. And so instead of throwing that back on ourselves or a team member, it's through our connections with the mastermind groups that you and I belong to and other organizations that we belong to, you know, who can I talk to that might know somebody that's doing this? Or do I already know somebody in one of these groups we belong to that I should touch base with to see if they, you know, can be that person we could collaborate and help each other both get better. And, you know, instead of this 10% better concept, maybe turn it into a 10x better concept. I, you know, obviously Dan and Ben, both friends of ours, yep. who wrote the major market book. We we got the benefit of Dan writing the concept on this about three-ish years ago uh, in a short, you know, workshop book that, you know, that Dan writes for us in his groups. 
Um, when I read that book, it was like, you know, a thousand elephants were lifted off my shoulders mm. as an entrepreneur and as a leader trying to be the, um, and I, I, I just, I just, I just wrote a book on, on a, a, a twist on this from how managers think versus how, how they need to think. Um, I was always what I call and what another friend of mine calls uh, Keith Rosen. He calls the chief problem solver in the business, right? Um, I, I have other managers who, who want to be the rescuer or they want to be the super doer and they don't delegate and, and they, they go in and, and take over jobs for their people. And, and it's the wrong question to ask because I didn't want, I, I was getting inundated with, you know, 50 people on my team who are going, Hey, Don, how do you do this? Don, how do you do that? And I, I had all the answers, but I had no capacity to do any creative thinking because I was simply this hub and, you know, the, 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 uh, the concept, you know, in, you know, where you can think about it in any business or on any team is, are you, are you creating yourself to be the genius surrounded by a hundred helpers? And, and that's kind of what I was doing uh, and, and trying to fix parts of my business or grow parts of my business. And when I read who, not how I looked at the, the, the parts of my business that were the biggest pain in my ass, things that were the least performing parts of my business. And we had spent like a year, two years trying to figure out how do we fix this? How do we fix this? What's the solution? And I literally turned around the next day when I left that and I said, we're going to stop. I'm going to look at who out in the world is the best person that I can hire who can solve this a hundred times better than me. And we've done this in two or three areas of the business over that time frame. Here's the crazy thing that happened. The worst performing pieces of my business, worst product line, service lines that were just struggling before I read that book are now the number one parts of my business in terms of customer happiness, in terms of revenue growth, in terms of profitability, in terms of productivity, in terms of safety. And I didn't do anything different. I just found a who, who was great at implementing many of the concepts and the processes that we're using in that service line are the ones that we created earlier, but we needed a great who to make it happen, to make it real. And, and so I, I I'm always thinking that way now. And so when I'm, you know, and I do that internally and externally, I, I lean on lots of people in our network uh, to look for people who are great at, you know, at particular kinds of training or in particular services so rather than hiring in, I outsource to our network different ideas. I mean, the t-shirt that I wear is, is the manifestation of that because, you know, I really wanted to, how do I, how do I operationalize the culture and the beliefs and values in my business? And, you know, our friend, Jason Gorman helped me do that by creating imagery, what he calls semiotics. And, you know, I could have hired a graphic artist and, and spent toiled over Hey, here's how this, this icon, this picture should look. But I literally just had to record a video and some audio explaining my feelings about our core values and our, our culture. And they, they made it into a reality because they were my who for helping me, helping me turn ideas into images. 
done that with, uh, you know, I wrote, you know, I wanted to share a marketing concept and I co-wrote a book with Dean Jackson um, and Dean was my who to help me get those ideas out about how we apply uh, attracting customers in the industrial space. All of those were examples of who, not how. I still, and I'm curious, I, I'm curious how you do this or who the who's are that help you do this. I still have some, you know, we're a, we're a technical business. We have a lot of engineering and compliance. Like, even though we're an entrepreneurial business, at least our industrial business is an entrepreneurial business, many of our clients are big corporate energy companies and big corporate engineering firms who live on the other side of entrepreneurism, which is, you know, corporate and, and probably have some tendencies or a lot of tendencies towards bureaucracy. And so a lot of my team live on that line of entrepreneur and corporate world. And so they still try to get in, in the trenches and grudge out the hows in areas of the business where they're not the right who. And they, you know, they keep trying to keep trying to how it and, uh, and they struggle. How have you applied who not how to your team for them to think that way about problem solving? Uh, really, really good points, Don. I think spending a lot of time teaching or trying to get them to understand the concept is extremely helpful. Uh, we, we bought lots of copies of Who Versus How. So we, we give it out to all our business clients or anybody that we feel can you know, benefit from the concept. And I've read the book three or four times and I always pick up something new. We also have our team members read that, but it's really now a discussion point when we have team meetings. It comes up in all the discussions when we're looking at accomplishing different projects. And as I mentioned earlier, you know, our, our last question we have when we're working on something is, is who. And so it's, it's, we found it's just really keeping it front of mind in front of your team helping them understand the benefits. And when you have a success where you've used a who and brought somebody in, making sure you use that as an example with your team to say, you know, here's what we did. Here's the who we got. Here's the benefits that it delivered. Here's the time it saved, or here's, you know, the ramp up speed we increased by or whatever it happened to be. Because sometimes until you actually prove to them that the concept works or any concept works, they're a little, you know, unsure or maybe not as much of a believer, but the more you can show that the things like who versus how really have a, an amazing effect, uh, then you really get their buy-in. And then, you know, they're actually out trying to find somebody that uh, can help them get this project to completion much better than them having to research uh, it themselves. So those are a couple of things that we've done that seem to work really well. You know, your number three reason to dream is about expanding boundaries and, and not having regrets. Um, this idea of who, not how, to me, was, it was like dynamite to knock down any boundary belief mm -hmm. I had, even even within the existing team structure that I had. Tell me about this idea of, of removing boundaries to dream, because I think who, not how is a big, 
is a big idea within removing boundaries, or at least one of the tools in that toolkit that can allow your dreams to go 10x, 100x um, beyond that. Tell me about boundaries and, and, and the idea of, of, uh, of making those disappear. Yeah, well, unfortunately, we all do seem to have boundaries applied to us, either as you're growing up in school or going to college or friends and family. I'm not exactly sure how it uh, all it all occurs. But, you know, if you think back when you're a, a child, everybody could be anything and do anything. And, and that's really the mindset that a person wants. And so, being aware that there are these boundaries and trying to create these methodologies that help you get through them. And there's a lot of great books uh, on that topic. We were just talking about one, you know, before the podcast started uh, is, is just so important. And I, you know, I've just found that that particular concept, who versus how, I think the big thing for a lot of people that aren't fortunate enough to maybe have the the network of people that you could ask questions to find out, you know, who might be that right person. I think that's maybe a limiting factor, but we all have somebody that we can ask and that knows somebody else to, to help us. But um, yeah, I totally would agree with that, Don, that if you get the right people together on any type of project and, and put them together. I mean, literally anything is, is possible. I mean, I've, like I've said before, I've seen so many amazing things happen as, as you have. And it's um, um, just one thing to be really conscious of. And one of the things we've got a new book called Dream Architecture that's coming out uh, November 1st. And, you know, limiting beliefs is one of the things in there of uh, uh, you know, getting beyond and the boundaries that we all set up on ourselves, and trying to be aware and get through them. Your uh, who not how you know builds on the next kind of idea with boundaries and is the power of collaboration. Now you're in a uh, a no boundaries collaboration sort of version uh, with with strategic coach call this free zone frontier. The things that you're doing and that group are doing are mind boggling in terms of their dreams. And they're accomplishing it with massive amounts of collaboration and who not how. Tell me about the idea of, because I'm doing it as well, not on, and I've got, and I've already got 10 other collaborations planned. And what's fun about it is these are ideas that I have where I bring my piece of the puzzle in terms of a what that I want, but then we're pulling together other people who have the right the right skill set in different areas, uh, and I think it it really makes your dreams boundless when you do that. What are you doing, and what have you learned about collaboration with big dreams? Yeah, the program you're referring to is called the Free Zone, and it's literally all about how to develop collaborations with other individuals so that you can take like your business and another business and combine them and have a 10X or bigger uh, multiplier. And it doesn't require literally you doing anything different, but it's bringing your expertise and another expertise together 
and the two of them create a new process, a new product, or some magnitude of benefit that happens for people. And uh, just to give you a couple of uh, examples that I'm personally working on and with some individuals from the free zone, uh, there's a couple other guys in the financial industry and, and we're all working together. One had some ideas on a, a virtual reality platform. I brought in a, another platform for you know, bringing presentations. And, and so then one idea feeds off another and we're creating this technology that will gr give some amazing client experiences that have never been delivered before in the you know, financial services arena. And it, it was all just because of wanting to share ideas and see what could be created by things that we've each developed ourselves, but what could that become if we you know, work together and to build something new? And some of the things that the guys are talking about are just, uh, I mean, amazing, 100x, 1,000x type things in healthcare. And um, it, it's um, just mind-expanding um, but it's, it's really all created be just because of discussions and questions that are asked on, you know, what people's visions are and what are you trying to accomplish? And then somebody else going, well, have you ever thought of this and I'm doing this? And if you put what you're doing, what we're doing together, what would that look like? And then the conversations that come from that have just been uh, amazing. And I've only been in it a short period of time, but just the things that we've started or are trying to uh, get worked on uh, are, are like mind boggling. It's just um, amazing. So I, I'm so excited just to see where that all goes, but amazing power and collaboration with others because everybody else that's in that group has, is, is amazing at something <clears throat> and just trying to figure out you know, if you put my amazing with your amazing, what else can be, you know, delivered to the world that would provide value? You know, what's so amazing about the groups that we're in and the conversations that we have is I just planted a seed in my head about virtual reality and something I'm working on that I got to get back with Brian once he figures this out for, you know, a particular application, financial uh, you know, learning and training or whatever with clients to give them an experience. Myself and my team have been experimenting with VR for the last six months, trying to figure out how we can drive competency and mastery of technical skills in a VR, AR environment so that, you know, you can have a technician who needs to learn a new mechanical skill. You don't need to fly him across the continent to get him to work on a component, you can just, you know, literally ship him a headset. It was Peter Diamandis who gave me this idea because he did it where he wanted people to, you know, attend his conference in VR and he sent out these headsets and all of a sudden, you know, you know imagine, you know, you don't have to fly. Well, you know, imagine paying $2,000 to fly in a hotel to be present versus shipping someone a $500 headset and now they are in the zone, you can create those platforms. There's crazy, interesting, ex mind-expanding things you can do for giving people great experiences, but the, the, the ability to, to do much more 
immersive training without having to spend a million dollars on some VR building is, is incredible. The, the thing that I think about with collaboration in the concept of entrepreneurial collaboration is that the, the old mindset would have been, Brian wants to develop you know, VR, Brian's gonna make a commitment to spend $200,000 and hire a developer and figure out the technology. It's a whole lot of investing in hows and the, and the people who you're hiring to do it are pro from, they're not necessarily collaborative. They're just trying to execute a scope of work. And they don't have skin in the game other than do you sign off on the scope of work as opposed to a collaboration that says, if I take my expertise together and apply it to your expertise, you've got the content knowledge, I've got the technical knowledge, and we can both get benefit out of this new capability. And you're literally not making new investments, you're just doing your part that you already have expertise in. I think it's a really different model of thinking about how do you create new value. Yeah, totally, totally agree. It's, um, you know, having started to experience it, it it's, uh, uh, I think, going to be totally a game changer. And I think we almost think too small when it comes to that. Um, and just these opportunities that are popping up by learning what other people's skill sets are and expertise and, and combining, you know, two expertises together, like you said, and what, what's, what could that become uh, is, yeah. is really uh, an amazing thing. And uh, well, it, starts uh, with, it starts with the way you think about it. You know, this whole idea uh, it, it, with collaboration is a different mindset about thinking. And there you have it. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening to this episode of the Amplifier Podcast. If you'd like to get in touch with either Don or Brian or find out more about what they do, then you can do so anytime by following the links in this episode's description. Make sure you leave a five-star rating. It truly does help us out a lot. And be sure to subscribe so you never miss any future episodes. But with all that said, I thank you so much for listening once again. And we shall see you next time on the Amplifier Podcast.